It's time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Despite the rain out there, that's okay. Flowers and plants need that. Uh, let's talk about the markets. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's raining outside. The markets are down. No, um, markets have uh, been more volatile over the past week. I mean, they're down maybe, you know, 2 3% from the high. The last couple of days have uh, been down for sure, including today. And when we're looking at that, you know, what are the reasons? Well, there's a lot of talk about inflation, which I'll, I'll get to. But first off, I mean, over 85% of companies have now reported and earnings have been growing close to 50% uh, from the first quarter of a year ago. But again, you and I have talked about this. I mean, we're coming from a very uh, low place. And, you know, the reopening theme continues to dominate uh, with materials such as copper, Rising. I mean, copper prices hit record highs last week at uh, 4.75 a pound. Uh, you know, there's rising global demand due to the global recovery, uh, but there's also supply shortages that we need to watch out. And the price of timber has gone up. So, so you know, inflation is real uh, when we're looking at it. Although, when reporting inflation, uh, you know, they are coming in. It, it came in today at 4.2 percent in the U.S. Uh, and you know, our view is is that that's short term because we're coming off such a low place. Uh, but but again, we still need to look at other areas of economic data and looking at jobs, Simi. I mean, in Canada, our economy lost over 200,000 jobs in April. And this is uh, affecting our recovery and effect, uh, affecting the unemployment rate, which rose back up to 8.1%. But again, we think it's going to be short term because, as we all know, we're, I mean, BC is in more of a lockdown in terms of, you know, in dining restaurants. Uh, but Ontario and Quebec have been, uh, you know, locked down much further than us. So, of course, we're expecting to see some job losses there. But the U.S. economy uh, added uh, 266,000 jobs, but missed expectations. Uh, Again, there appears there to be a labor shortage for certain lower income industries as many continue to rely on their unemployment benefits. I mean, I've seen some people are getting paid more in benefits than they are working. So, you know, when is that, uh, when does that change? When does the stimulus stop? And at this point, uh, there's no end in sight for that. Is that going to be, do you think, a bit of a transition period then? Like we won't fully know how up and functioning the economy is until that happens? Yeah, I think uh, that's the uncertainty out there when you're going through a recovery, right, coming out of a recession, especially when we've had so much uh, government support, uh, not just here in Canada, but also in the U.S. And, you know, uh, our view is that they're not going to take that back uh, until they know that the economy is uh, fully functioning and on its feet again. All right. uh, Let's talk about inflation, because you mentioned that there and about how this affects investors. Yeah, you know, inflation affects all of us, right? When we're seeing uh, increased prices in homes, gasoline, housing prices are are up well over 10% over the past year, as we know, here in Vancouver alone. Uh, gasoline prices have, you know, more than doubled off the lows. Uh, and again, we're going back a year where this was kind of, you know, um, the bottom there of that lockdown. And so just thinking about that, so we are seeing prices increase. So, so like I said, inflation is real. Although the number that we're getting, we're just not sure where it actually sits, right? Um, because remember I was mentioning, you know, the price of copper is going up, the price of oil, things like that. And so you just need to, um, you know, make sure that your portfolio is holding some of those areas that kind of are a hedge against inflation. And, and gold used to be one of those areas, but, you know, funny enough, gold really hasn't moved 
uh, with the thought that inflation is creeping up. And so, you know, one of the best uh, ways to hedge yourself or protect yourself against inflation, at least in your portfolio, is to own stocks. And again, which sectors? Because some sectors are actually negatively affected by uh, increasing inflation, and that could be consumer discretionary or technology, because uh, the costs to produce some of those goods are going to be increasing. And I don't know that we've seen that yet. We haven't seen um, the increase of costs really be passed on to the consumer in other areas, you know, uh, except for maybe at the pump at this point. We're, we're definitely seeing that and feeling that. I don't know if you are, Simi, have you filled up your car lately? <laughs> oh, don't even expensive. say that, Lori, because I literally have to do it today. So oh, okay. I've been well, trying to put it notice. off. I mean, for the past uh, week or two weeks or even more, um, you've seen it creeping up and creeping up. And, you know, the the question is, is when is that going to stop? And uh, at this point, we're not sure. We're back up to oil prices that are back up to pre-pandemic levels. So where does it go from here? So, so again, no environment is, you know, all, always the same. You can't always just look at historical situations, uh, but you can reflect on them. And, and what we do know, again, if you are going, if we are in an inflationary environment, which it appears that we are, uh, you know, owning real estate, owning stocks is better than sitting in GICs and sitting in just a bunch of bonds at this point. Okay. Uh, let's talk about, like, with, given the fact that interest rates are so low, and I know that some people do this, where they essentially borrow money or use, like, what's available to them on their line of credit, and they use that to invest. What is yes. the benefit of that? Yeah. So, you know, I've, uh, I have had this uh, question come to me a couple times in the last uh, few weeks, um, And, you know, I had to uh, really think about it again because people have not really come to me and said, should I be borrowing to invest in the markets at this time? That is not our strategy. We really don't recommend that to investors. But again, what what is and why do people do it? Um, You know, borrowing is something we do every every day. We borrow for a car, we borrow for a home, vacation property. Uh, But borrowing to, to invest in the stock market is a little different. And there's risks that come along with that. Um, such as, say, you take out a loan um, and you invest in the markets and markets decline, right? Like, uh, you know, that that does happen. Things can't just go up, uh, go straight up forever. And so you run the risk of, you know, you say that those investments going down and then you're going to have to pay back that loan. Or if you bought stocks on margin, which is when you kind of borrow money from the firm, uh, you know, you may get what's called a margin call, and then you're, you're forced to sell those stocks possibly in a bad period. You also have interest rate risk, right? So even though rates are low today, you take a loan out, you borrow to invest, what happens if rates go back up to 5% or higher? You know, uh, then you're kind of stuck there as well. So, so it's really not something for somebody who's not sophisticated or who doesn't have a lot of money, in my opinion. Um, the other thing that you got to think about is, if there's a financial advisor that's recommending for you to borrow to invest, um, you want to be you, you want to question why, and just keep in mind that the more money that an advisor manages, the the higher the fees that they're going to get, right? So, say you have a five hundred thousand dollar account, and they're telling you you should go borrow two hundred thousand. Well, now they're managing seven hundred thousand. 
right? So their fees are going up. I'm not saying that's always why the recommendation happens, but back in the day, I used to see this a lot um, from particular mutual fund uh, financial advisors where they would get people to borrow to invest and then they would put them all in those back-end load funds and collect a big commission and all this stuff. So, so again, I think you just need to ask the question, uh, are you the right person to be borrowing to invest? Um, do you understand the risk? And if somebody is recommending that you're borrowing to invest, uh, maybe you should question that a little bit further before you go ahead and do that. Because remember, you're the one taking on the risk. The financial advisor is not. Yeah, that is such a good point. Lori, as always, great advice. Thank you very much. Thanks, Simi. You have a great week and we'll talk soon. We will talk next week. That is Lori Pinkowski. We're making sense of the markets there. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team. Their number is 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.